Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of Navigating the Modern World. I am Kimberly Johnson. I am so excited about today's episode. Today's episode is all about reassurance. Um, I'm going to just start the episode with a story of kind of what's been going on for me and also what has brought this deep awareness, um, just what's brought it up for me. So for people that might be new, um, I went through divorce six years ago. And for those that, you know, have been listening, you've kind of gone with me on this ride through learning about myself and learning about the world and dating as I've been single for really the first time in my adulthood. Um, but something always happens for me whenever I get into intimate relationships with men. And what ends up happening is it's almost this body sensation. It's, um, it's like a lot of tension. It's a lot of questioning and, and the way that I can best describe it is it feels like I need reassurance. It feels like I need reassurance that like everything's okay. It feels like I need reassurance that they're not going to leave me. It feels like I need reassurance that they even like me or love me. It's this constant kind of need for reassurance. And this could be, um, for me, it's an intimate relationship, but for it could be in any relationship because I can also see it sometimes in my friendships or in my living situations where I am craving reassurance. I'm craving to know everything's okay. And for me, it's usually sparked by the other person's energy. So I can, I in some way can feel their energy. Maybe they feel off or I can tell they're annoyed or angry or upset. And then what I do is I internalize it. I, I assume that it must be because of me. And what this does is it makes me really, really begin craving reassurance. Having someone tell me, um, it's not you, it's okay, it's me, like all these things. And what it, how it has me show up is quite needy or, so sometimes I can become really needy, like, um, kind of obsessive or like feeling like, you know, I need this and this and this from them, or I kind of begin lashing out or what it does is it makes me pull away completely. Those are kind of my two extremes is I either latch on and get really attached and like needy, not that there's anything wrong with that. And then I also pull away or completely detach, which there's also nothing wrong with that. And I'm highly aware that I do both whenever I'm in this state. So I've been kind of investigating it because 
I don't know if you can hear, but it doesn't sound super great, right? It feels kind of bad in my body. It feels really uncomfortable. And it makes me actually completely almost deny relationship. Like I'm kind of like, it's too hard. It's much easier being alone. Like it, it has me do this thing where I completely push away relationship. But then the pushing away makes me crave relationship more, right? Because I'm, I'm pushing away from connection. I'm pushing away from others. And so it creates this kind of vicious cycle, it creates this vicious cycle. And it's the same when I'm in relationship and I begin acting this way, right? So let's say I begin feeling insecure because the other person is acting weird or acting off. And so then I start getting needy or I start pulling away. And then the exact thing that I want, this reassurance that I want, I actually don't get. You know, usually if I begin getting clingy or needy, the other person pulls away. You might recognize that from your own relational patterns. Or if I pull away, Um, I also lose connection. I lose the reassurance. I lose the true thing that I'm kind of looking for in that moment. And so it's become this like vicious cycle that I've seen play out over and over and over again. And so I've been really paying attention to it. And I wanted to just share kind of what's coming up whenever I've been paying attention to it. So I can really understand the Buddha talks about how the root of all suffering is craving. It's this, it's this craving for whatever it is in the earthly world, craving love, craving attention, craving money, craving status, um, whatever it is you can really see. And so it's this craving for more, more, more that has us get caught in the loop of suffering. And in Buddhism, they call it samsara. It's this like kind of loop of suffering where we're craving and maybe we even get our craving, right? So maybe I'm craving attention and then I get it for a second from the man or I'm craving reassurance and then I get it for a second from the man. And then within, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be generous within an hour, it's gone, right? Because maybe... They got busy and went to work and, I, and then I have to be alone by myself again or, or I don't know, within the hour we have words, like whatever it is, it's, it's craving these things that will come and go and we crave them. Like I crave reassurance as if, if the man gives me reassurance, then all of a sudden that craving's going to go away or something's going to be fulfilled. And in Buddhism, they talk about that when there's a craving at play, There's something else at play too, which is a delusion. And the delusion at play when we're craving things is that the delusional idea that this is actually going to satisfy us in the way that we're yearning to be satisfied. And so for me, what it looks like in relationship is I'm like feeling like I need reassurance. I'm craving it. I'm craving attention from said person. I like, you know, and even if I get it, the delusion is, is that if I get it, then I'll feel better and my suffering will go away. But the truth is, if I really pay attention, is I crave the reassurance or I crave the attention. And then even if I act out in a negative way and I get negative and I get the attention from like a negative, um, you know, a negative reaction. So I still get the attention or the reassurance I need in that moment, or I think I need, or I'm craving in that moment. And then for like a very short time, I feel okay. 
it's almost like a smoke screen. It's almost like, um, it's almost like we fool ourselves. Okay. It's like, okay, I feel fine for now. And then it comes back. So that thing that I thought that I needed, and it might take a week to come back, or it might take even like, I don't know, a month to come back, or maybe it comes back within the same day. But we fool ourselves into believing that these that these things that we're craving are going to actually give us what we want. And we can see it in different and bigger areas of our life too. Like we, you know, we think if we get this perfect job, then it'll make us peaceful and we'll finally be happy. Or if we get into the relationship, then finally we'll be happy and content. We crave these things. Or if I make more money, then I'll finally have the life I want. I'll finally get to do what I want, right? We, we crave these things in life. And then we go after them in whatever way. And then once we reach them and, you know, really look in your own life, have you ever reached something? And then there's still the same feelings, the same feelings of, of needing reassurance or needing attention or same feelings of I'm still not smart enough or same feelings of I'm still not worthy or same feelings of insecurity or anxiety, right? Like we fool ourselves into thinking that once we reach this thing, that those will go away. But then we reach the things and these underlying things that are really what we could be dealing with are still there. And that's really what I saw. It's like, it doesn't matter what I actually get from the men in my life. There's, it's like, even if I have it, even if I, even if I'm in a relationship which I've, you know, I've been in and I've still felt the same ways. I've still felt like even when I get attention from men or I have a man who's reassuring me that he loves me, it doesn't matter. It's like, I still have this feeling. So I've been investigating that feeling. And when I, so what I call it in my work is kind of like, you know, um, turn the spotlight. So when we've got the spotlight, I've got the spotlight on the men, right? Like, if I get this from them, then I'll feel better. It's like, or if I have a new job, I'll feel better. We like put the spotlight on these things that are outside of us. We put the spotlight on things in the world. And so I call it like swivel the spotlight and we can swivel the spotlight and we can put it on ourselves and we can say, okay, if I stopped focusing on the outside, if I stop focusing on men, or if I stop focusing on the career, or if I stop focusing on, you know, needing to make more money, or if I stop focusing on whatever it is, I need to move. If I stop focusing on those things and I really turn the spotlight on myself, what's there? What would I have to feel? What is this obsession about something on the outside really masking or hiding so that I don't have to deal with what's going on within me? And so I've been really sitting. I'm like, okay, if I stopped thinking about men and I turned it on myself, what would I have to feel? What would I have to face within myself that I think some man is going to fulfill? And what comes up is that I would have to face my feelings of not being worthy or not being lovable or not being accepted as I am. And when I really sit with it, I can really begin to feel it and see it. I can begin to even see the stories that I have playing out in my head, which is like, no one will really love me for who I am. 
Like I'm going to always have to be some version of myself that isn't fully who I am in order for someone to love me. And what that does, can you see how if you have that story playing in your mind or if you believe that you're unworthy or unlovable, that you actually will continue this vicious cycle of craving, craving, craving. The man will have to reassure you and then, you know, he'll try his best or she'll try her best and it can't ever be fulfilled because it's not, it actually has nothing to do with them. And maybe it's the same with like a job status or a career. Like you think, okay, once I have this career, then I'll finally be happy. And you go after, you go after the career, you go after it and you finally reach it. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, but now I still, I still feel unfulfilled. I still feel unhappy. And if you really turn the spotlight, like, what do you have to feel? Like, maybe it's like, I feel an emptiness or I feel, you know, um, this feeling of like, I'll never belong, or I'll feel like I'll never get what I want, or there's something underneath. If you can begin to investigate, and it really starts with one, the awareness that you're craving something. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm craving, I'm craving reassurance, I'm craving attention. And so I can, if I can just have that attention, the awareness of wanting that attention or the awareness of wanting that reassurance, that's first step is just bringing awareness to it and not, not making yourself wrong or judging yourself because of this craving arising. Like we are going to crave, we're kind of taught to crave. We're taught to go after more and more and more. We're taught to want to make more money. We're taught to, um, you know, like if this relationship doesn't work, you can just get a divorce and the grass is greener over there. Like we're kind of taught that in our society. So it doesn't actually help to judge ourselves when these things arise. What's helpful and beneficial is just to allow it to be there and name it. So I'm having craving for reassurance. I'm having craving for attention. Okay. I can see it. You're welcome here. Like, like really seeing if you can just let it be there. And so for me, you know, one of the practices that I do is really saying like, you too are welcome. This feeling of needing reassurance, you too are welcome. And I, I, even as I'm talking to you, like I can place my hand on my heart and like really welcoming all parts of ourselves, not leaving anything out. And so you, you can turn the spotlight and you can see what's there, investigate. And so you have the awareness of like, okay, this is arising. This is what's arising in this moment feels a little uncomfortable and you can even you know go a little bit deeper and say like okay what is wanting reassurance what does it feel like in my body and for me it's like it's almost that feeling like you have butterflies like that's how I feel it's like this feeling in my stomach and it is kind of like this like tingly feeling in my stomach and chest and like almost like I have butterflies or I've I'm nervous or I've been embarrassed like I can really feel that sensation. So I'm like, okay, I can be with the tingling. I can be with the swirling in the belly. And you just like bring awareness to what's really happening in this moment. And you can even ask yourself, okay, what thoughts am I having? And really like see the thoughts like, okay, I'm having thoughts that, um, you know, like I'm never going to get what I want. No man is ever going to meet me. No man will ever love me for who I am. Like really just labeling what's there. And labeling it kindly and compassionately. Remember, it's not helpful for us to judge ourselves. It's not helpful for us to judge what's happening in the current moment, in the present moment. It actually causes more suffering 
In Buddhism, they call it the two arrows. Like, there's always going to be one arrow in life. Life will bring us sometimes suffering or hardship or pain. And then the second arrow is really like when we judge that pain or we judge what's arising or we judge what's happening in the present moment. So just having awareness without judgment, without needing to change it. And then the second thing to do is to just swivel that spotlight, like swivel the spotlight. And we could really ask ourselves like, okay, if I wasn't so focused on this thing outside myself, that really I don't have much control over. Like I don't have much control over whether a man loves me or not. I don't have much control over how a man um, talks to me or shares with me or like I don't really have much control over that. So if you turn the spotlight on yourself and really ask, okay, if I didn't focus out here, what would I actually have to face within myself? What would I actually have to give myself permission to feel? What would I have to experience? And it might take some practice and it might take some time to really see past the external, right? Because we're so focused on the external. And we really do often believe that it's the external that's creating our suffering. Like, if this was different, then I would feel better. So it's it's a slight change in our perspective or our approach to investigating our life. So if we really took the spotlight off of this external situation and we turn it toward ourselves and we say, okay, what would I really have to feel? What would I really have to experience? And then whatever arises, what you can do is one, you have the awareness of it. So, okay, so a feeling of unworthiness is here. And what you can do is you can just allow yourself to really feel that thing. Really feel, okay, like, and feel it. I want to be specific because to feel it sometimes can be intense. So, so you can allow yourself to come and go from feeling it. Like if it gets too much, you can, it's called touch and go. So you can touch it. And then if it ever feels too much, you can always, you know, go away from it for a bit. And you can, I don't know, focus on your breath instead of focusing on the emotion or the thing that's arising. You can focus on your breath or you can, um, you can even, you know, I don't know, do something consciously. Like you could make yourself some tea and sit, or you could um, go outside and take a walk, or you could call a friend, or you could go grab a coffee at your favorite coffee shop like you could do something else to kind of go from it and then when you're feeling courageous enough or strong enough or willing enough to return to it then you can return to it and you can touch and go you can touch it and you can go from it you can touch it because this is a practice there's no rush and when you touch it you know what I do is I usually will place my hand on my heart and I'll really feel this feeling of am I good enough? You know, this like questioning and just feel it and let it be there. Like, okay, like I'm feeling unworthy. And when I place my hand on my heart, sometimes I even, you know, I'll imagine somebody that I'm really close to coming in, like maybe my mother. And she might, you know, place her hand on my cheek or hand through, like run it through my hair. 
and I just really allow myself to sit with it. Like, this is what it feels like to question my worthiness. This is what it feels like to feel like I don't belong. This is what it feels like to feel like I'm unlovable. And I really just compassionately sit with it. And another way that I describe it is like, sit with it as if your daughter came to you and said, I don't feel lovable, mom. Or sit with it as if you're holding someone's hand who's on their deathbed and they're saying, you know, I don't know that I felt that I have felt in my life that I was lovable or worthy. How would you sit with that person? How would you sit with your child or your best friend if they came to you and said, I just don't know if I'm good enough? And you begin to sit with yourself in that way kindly, compassionately, and you almost like hold yourself. There's nothing to do with that emotion. That emotion is like a very natural human emotion to feel unworthy or question if you're lovable. Like all of that is, it's, um, it's built into, I think, our generational DNA. It's like part of, you know, being alive at this day and time. There is a sense that we're not good enough or that we need all this stuff in order to be good enough. We need the perfect body we need more money we need the perfect career we need to be more spiritual like whatever it is there's this there is this underlying teaching that that we're needing more and the way that we can kind of bring ourselves back or heal from that kind of you know trance or epidemic that we're not good enough is to really one allow it to be there see it so have the awareness and then begin to nurture our own self hold our own self and this is we're learning to be skillful when this thing arises because I don't know about you but for me when I'm unconscious and this thing arises this feeling of not being worthy I tend to act out so I'll maybe drink some alcohol and maybe drink too much or I'll um, seek for reassurance in a man right I'll like I'll like really need attention so I'll start acting out or I'll um I'll you know scan through Instagram for two hours like whatever it is I I tend to act out and it's a way to kind of not have to feel it's a way to kind of numb this feeling that I'm feeling in my body and the way that we can skillfully be with it and sometimes that is skillful you know sometimes it's skillful to i don't know you could get on instagram or something because if it's and that's the touch and go so if it's too much you can you can touch it and then you can go from it and the key is coming back the key is returning i was saying to a client this morning that you know you don't go to the gym once and you become fit or lean or whatever your goals are you have to keep returning to the gym you have to keep returning returning and it's the same with really taking care of these parts of ourselves that are a little sharp so like or a little um, sensitive it's like if I feel this feeling of being unworthy it's it's that I can often touch it with compassion whenever it arises every time it arises touch it with compassion and one of my dear friends, you know, he said, everything that arises in this moment is your companion at that moment. 
So if it's unworthiness that's arising, then I can touch it with compassion and I can almost take it in like a companion. Like love it like a companion, nurture it like a companion. And what actually happens in that process, once we um, welcome, have awareness and welcome it in and bring in compassion, it in some way untangles, it in some way softens. We in some way don't believe it so much. Because it's almost like when you get hurt and you're a child and your mother comes over and she nurtures you, you feel better. It's like it's like a genuine, like you know you're safe. And we can begin to really practice that with ourselves, knowing that no matter what arises, we can be with it really skillfully. And that we're, we don't have to always be caught in this kind of trap of reaction, trap of distracting, trap, you know, trap of numbing. Or even the trap of blaming other people for how we're feeling. We can really learn these skillful ways to be with whatever is arising. And, you know, a cue for me is if I notice that I'm blaming something out here, or if I'm like feeling this like need to chase something, or I'm feeling kind of like uneasy of like, oh, I need, you know, I need attention. I need to make sure that this person likes me. Like it's almost this like frantic feeling in my body. And I can tell, and I can, every time I can, you know, understand that that's what's arising, that's when I know to practice, bring awareness to it, name it, and then really turn the spotlight on myself and give those things that I'm yearning for, that I'm chasing for, give them to my, like, give them to myself. And it makes a huge difference when you, when I stop thinking I need reassurance from this other person. And I really can just see, I just need nurtured and I just need to be told that I'm good enough by myself, to myself. I need to remind myself that it's okay. I can remind myself that I'm here and I'm not going to go anywhere and I can kind of hold my own heart. And it's the same thing with, you know, anything that you might be dealing with. So if you think that if you chase a career and you get a certain career and you make a certain amount of money, that somehow that will prove that you're good enough. You can really, this doesn't mean that you don't pursue goals. I want to be very specific. You can still pursue things like I can still pursue relationship and I, or you can still pursue the career path that you're desiring. And the difference is, is that once I get into the relationship, I'm not looking for that person to fulfill anything for me. I'm very clear that I overhear can know that I'm worthy and I can be in a loving relationship where that's not the person's job. That's not the person's like I can be in an actual relationship where it doesn't feel like I need that from them. And so it allows me to be more present and allows me to be more fun and loving in the relationship because I'm not so, you know, caught on that if they don't reassure me every five seconds that I need to be acting out or that something's wrong with me or him or them or the relationship. And it's the same thing with your career. If you're chasing a career because you think it'll give you worth of some sort versus going after a career, knowing you're worthy, then whether you reach the career or not, or whatever it looks like once you get there, then like there's a skillfulness in that. You can, you can go into the career and then once you're in it, you can still 
be with the hardship or the challenges that any career will bring without it meaning anything about your worthiness, without it meaning anything about um, if you're good enough or if you're smart enough. And so I want to just end with this quote that I posted on Instagram because it it got quite a bit of response, which is such good information you know, indication for me and information for me that this is what people are dealing with. But the quote is, is that no one will ever reassure you in the way that you actually need. No one can actually reassure you in the way that you actually need. The reassurance comes from your own learning and practice of really seeing like what do I need and that's the turning the spotlight like what do I actually need what's actually going on within me and then offering it over to yourself and this can be worked through if you're craving anything in the external world if you're craving anything you know the 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 first thing is to notice the craving and the second to really you know notice that there's the delusion at play that something in the external world will give you some sort of satisfaction and there's nothing wrong with that things in the outer world give us satisfaction but they're all impermanent satisfaction none of them will actually satiate the craving because they will all come and go the career will come and go the highs and the highs of the career will come and go the highs of a new relationship will come and go we all you know will end up getting sick and we all will die in the end And it's really this facing that everything comes and goes. And so you notice the craving. You notice that there's the delusion at play of like, this is going to actually satisfy me in some deep way. And then you actually do the work that is satisfying. It actually is way more satisfying to turn the spotlight on yourself and really give yourself these things, these like deeper, bigger things that you need versus chasing a career path. Because like to know you belong is something that nobody can ever take from you. To know that you're worthy is something that nobody can ever take from you. But to, you know, chase a career path and then, you know, that career path will change and evolve because that's what happens. Things change and evolve in life or you get into a relationship that you think is going to make you feel worthy and that changes and evolves. It's, it's like, it's like when we do the internal work or the personal work, we're creating this like steadiness, this strong foundation in ourselves. So then that way, when we're, when we're in kind of this chaotic life, the storm of life, you know, life comes with storms and sunny days and then storms again and then sunny days that we can still be this steady presence for our own life. And that when life kind of, you know, brings a storm, we don't have to question these bigger things. And it really just takes a turning toward and having compassion for ourselves when, when these things arise. And, you know, like I say, always, don't just believe my words, but really I offer them as a way for you to practice and a way for you to investigate in your own self. Like what happens if I this time don't react or what happens this time if I don't, um, you know, if I kind of bring awareness to this craving or to this chasing or to this feeling of needing reassurance? Like what happens when I actually turn toward myself and show myself love and care 
And then, you know, if you so feel called, please share with me what arises. I love hearing. And you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and there's like a contact form on there. Um, you can email me at KimberlyEliseJohnson at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And if this podcast or any other podcast that I've ever posted speaks to you in any way, please go over to iTunes on your computer and rate and review this podcast. Thank you guys so much. Until next time.